Well, hello there and welcome to the Messy Middle podcast. Here you will find a collection of interviews of creative and ambitious mums who entrepreneur, who are rising through their messy middle in life and business. Brought to you by Emma Firenza, the founder of Mums Who Entrepreneur. Let's dive into our next interview. you so much for being here today on the Messy Middle podcast. I am really excited to hear from you and excited to have a chat with you about the work that you do as a mum who entrepreneurs. Um, so let's hear a little bit about your story and what you are currently doing so that we can share with our viewers. Sure. Thanks for having me, Emma. Of course. <laughs> um, so I do lots of different things. I'm very busy. Um, my boys, I've got two boys. They are seven and five. And my journey to become a mum wasn't the smoothest start. I had a very traumatic first birth uh, well, with my older son, which ended in an emergency caesarean. And mm-hmm. I was in a lot of pain physically and emotionally for a very long time. And when I had my second, I had a very different journey, a much more beautiful journey. And I had a beautiful water birth with him. So a vaginal birth after caesarean. And that was the start of my path uh, to, be, to be a doula today. I support women and couples through their pregnancy, at their birth and in the postpartum. I'm also a kahuna massage therapist, which is a Hawaiian style of massage. It's Mm -hmm. deeply relaxing. People let go on more than just a physical level. There's also an emotional and if they're open to it, a spiritual level as well. And Mm. yeah, yeah, it's very special. Uh, A lot of people haven't heard of kahuna. A lot of people haven't heard of a doula, I guess, too. Mm. Um, and before all of that, I was teaching Pilates. I specialize in pregnancy and postnatal recovery, and I run a second business. Uh, it's called Pilates with Purpose. Uh, I use the website. That's a mobile service where I have a team of instructors that will come to your home or your office on a day or time of your choice and teach a private or a group class, um, either for postnatal recovery or when you've gone back to work, finding time for you, perhaps exercising in your lunch break. I'm not teaching so much Pilates myself these days. I'm really focused on doulering and kahuna. Mm-hmm. I'm supporting about three births a month and I do about three kahunas a week. So, Wow. Yeah. And so your mobile business that you have, where is that based? Sydney. Although oh. we have been getting inquiries in Melbourne and Perth. So I've started growing my team elsewhere as well. Wow, I think um, it's, that is just such a unique business. I've never heard of that before and it sounds wonderful. What a great way to support, you know, a mum, a first-time mum or even second, third, however many times. But, you know, quite often yeah. you don't really want to leave the home as well and it's really difficult yeah. to take a newborn out and if you have extra children exactly. as well. So exactly. I'm guessing, yeah, yeah, okay. And sometimes we work with mothers groups as well where they might have two classes in a row and you go to someone's house And in one room, half the group will do the Pilates class and the other half will watch each other's babies and then they swap. What a great idea. Socialization in as well as the exercise and, you know, achieve something while you're at it. And a lot of our team are also personal trainers or yoga instructors or Zumba instructors. So there's a lot that we can offer with that. Um, But yeah, the focus uh, right now for me is much more in my other business, which is Essential Me, so essentialme.com.au. And that's where it's just me working as a birth and postpartum doula. And I also offer kahuna and Pilates through that. And yeah, it keeps with two kids as well. It keeps me super busy. 
Yeah, brilliant. I think um, we have a very similar story, actually. I've got two children as well, aged mm. six and eight, and I also had a very traumatic birth and emergency C-section, um, which I just kind of put my hands and faith in the doctors and nurses, which are amazing, but my doctor was away that week, mm. of course, and so everything was kind of thrown into the deep end. They didn't know my background or anything like that, and so I felt myself very um, tense and not relaxed through the whole process and yeah I mean huge big story with that everyone has a birth story um, as a mum but yeah and then I was able to I was very determined to have a VBAC with my daughter and it was an incredible experience and I think because I um, allowed my mum to come in and be there and support me in that space as well I had extra support I was doing meditation and um, yeah, it was a really, really cool experience. And my doctor was very open to supporting me through that process. We didn't have a doula here at that time that I was aware of. So I think you do incredible work because it is about educating mums about options that they have and having that extra support. So yeah. Yeah, I was really excited to chat with you about that. So, yeah. yeah, so so you've been in this industry for how long have you been a doula for? Sorry, been a doula for almost three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite active in the doula space, so supporting roughly three births a month. Obviously, when I go on holidays, I'm not supporting anyone then. But you know, mm-hmm. there are doulas and doulas, and some people have it as a hobby. Um, they might do two or three births a year as opposed to three a month. Um, I've been to over 50 births now in the almost three years. So, wow. Yeah, it's wow. very special. And no, no two births are the same. Every single mm. one is different. Every woman goes on a different journey. Every woman makes different choices in that journey. And a big part of my role is helping facilitate the capability of the woman to make a decision. So being informed and educated is huge. And it's not to say we'll put a birth plan together and your birth will go to plan. Mm. It's the power of understanding that you have choice and that you can make decisions. And that when it comes to a time at your birth where things aren't going according to that plan, you can look back after and you can say without hindsight or regret, that's the birth I needed to have because I could ask the right questions. I tried everything and that's the decision I needed to make at that time. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a big part of the role as a doula is working with my clients antenatally to prepare for that journey of birth. And mm-hmm. I don't push an agenda. I'm not there so that every woman has a drug-free water birth. If they want to, that's great. I'll support them in that. A lot of my clients do want to have an epidural with their birth. I support them with that. And some book elective cesareans and they can still be more empowered with the journey being supported along the way. Um, And some clients like you who might have had a private obstetrician and then that doctor was away, I often suggest to them, if you know there's a chance your doctor will be away or they have a schedule where they're on or off call, try and meet the backup in advance. Mm. Try Try and have a conversation with the alternative. Maybe replace one of your checkups with that doctor instead of your usual one. Do you have a chance to get to know them? It becomes a more familiar person in that space and you can talk to them about what your preferences are so it's not a big surprise at the birth. Yeah, I think that's amazing. That would have been incredible advice before, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. Isn't hindsight fabulous? (laughs) Yeah, if only we knew what we knew now back then, but life doesn't work like that. We've all got to go on this journey, don't we? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a beautiful life with your family and that things are going really well for you. Now, we were just chatting beforehand uh, about the picture in the background and you may or may not want to discuss this, (laughs) but it looks like you had an amazing dance career. Tell me a bit about that. 
Yeah, so the that's my brother in the picture with me. He was my dance partner for quite some time, and we used to do a lot of street Latin, um, so salsa, bachata, zouk, mm-hmm. and that was just one of the performances we did. That was an advanced salsa performance with the school that we were learning from, and it's a bit of fun. That was actually when my husband and I first met. We met in July. My birthday is January, so he came along to the performance, took this photo, and and printed it. As, as my first birthday present to me in January. So that's why it's on the wall. But normally when I do a video podcast or something like that, I have a backdrop behind me that shows my Essential Me business with the Essential Me logo and the website and lots of branding. And I just didn't get around to that before talking to you today. So I was a oh, bit conscious of what's behind no, me. No, I think it's so, like I said to you, we all have a journey and a past and then that's what builds us. And, you know, people might relate to that because they might have, a, you know, a similar background or a similar joy. And, you know, some doors close and, and open for us as our life progresses on, but it's all part of who we are and, and how we're created. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's awesome. It's got a little bit of sass and a bit of sexiness yeah. in there, which is awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. And of course, those that are listening on audio are not going to see the photo. So you're probably going to want to head over to YouTube and check it out. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Well, we've talked about some fun stuff and we've talked about um, how your journey journey has presented becoming a doula, which is beautiful. Now, I would love to know um, and to share with our audience, you know, has there been any sort of challenging parts of your journey um, in your business or, you know, getting to this point of of becoming a doula and a massage I want I don't want to say massage therapist but I can't say the word it's kahuna 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 yeah k-a-h-u-n-a okay how did you become qualified in that as well let's talk about that as well sure uh so kahuna is a very different journey of massage than becoming a remedial therapist or Swedish massage it's not like you go see a physio because your shoulder hurts and that's what you want to work on To be a kahuna therapist, you have to go on a big personal journey. And part of healing from the trauma from my cesarean um, and being able to go down the VBAC path required a lot of work for me. So I was seeing a psychologist. I was, you know, debriefing and working through that trauma emotionally, but physically as well. And with kahuna, we believe that trauma is emotional trauma can manifest physically in the body. Mm. And Kahuna holds that space to allow, we facilitate that space to allow the person receiving on the table to let go of that. So a lot of people who come to see me do cry on the table and they let stuff go. I've had people speak in tongues or talk to a dead relative or, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's full on. And I've got some psychologists that have started referring their um, patients with anxiety to come and see me for massage as well to facilitate that mind-body connection in the journey. Mm. So in order to be a kahuna therapist, and there's seven levels at the place that I study at. I've done six of them. I will get around to seven eventually, but they only run seven every two years. Most people don't continue that far through it. You have to go through that emotional journey yourself and you have to do the work. So for me to be able to hold that space for someone to feel safe, to let things shift and let them go, I have to have been vulnerable enough to go through it myself. Wow. That's incredible. Incredible. I I literally want to get on a plane to Sydney and experience (laughs) this with you. Where are you? I am in Geraldton, north of Perth, so quite some far away. But you just never know when I will be over that side of Australia because I do travel a little bit. Oh, 
hang on we've lost our internet connection oh there we go there we go back 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 let's see if i can switch <laughs> to another one yeah no it's maybe i can find someone locally for you who can yeah. help you with kahuna yeah because i have not yeah. heard it before but i'm very open i can hear you but the screen is frozen no can you hear me hello oh, oh yeah hello. you're back yeah sorry no, that's what okay. happened there? We've been having some internet issues with these. I'll just chop and change that out of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. No, I was saying um, perhaps I can help you find someone close to your home that can offer kahuna. Because yeah, there are people all around Australia that, that do it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. really booked out with all these amazing services and products and everything from doing this podcast journey. I've just met so many amazing mums. So, Thank you so much again for showing up and, and bringing your energy and sharing your journey with us. So I would love to know um, what has been your biggest win in your journey so far? In the last week, I've had two clients hire me for their next births. Oh. So repeat doula clients, repeat, repeat birthing clients. So I think that is probably my biggest success by having, you know, what greater appreciation or valuing of my service is there than clients coming back again. Exactly. Yeah. What a beautiful experience. You almost become sort of part of their family, I guess, because it is a really, you know, intimate um, experience going through birth and to have someone that you know, like and trust. Yeah. 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 Very special. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, that's so exciting. So let's hear a little bit more about what gets you really fired up and excited about your business and life. What's what sort of gives you that burn in the belly? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing for me is knowing how much difference I can make for people in their life, in their journey. Mm -hmm. So whether it's attending a birth with someone and helping them prepare in advance of it and then at the birth, making sure that they feel they've had every option and then not looking back with regret later, empowering women to be able to have that journey is huge, I think. Mm -hmm. So that really motivates me because I see the difference I make for people. Um, with Kahuna as well, it's the same thing. It's just a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. It's not birth, but I think there's very few, there's very few things in life that really, that really have an option for us to change our direction, our path. Um, birth and death are probably our, are our two biggest transitions in life. Mm. And yeah, th that's probably the biggest part of it. And for me, a little bit more personal, um, when I, after I had my emergency traumatic cesarean, I had to do a lot of work to be a positive, happy person again and start feeling again. And part of the psychological work I was doing was we realized that I'd switched off my emotions. Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't feel the trauma and the bad from that journey that I'd been through somewhere deep inside. It was like a, a switch had flicked and I wasn't feeling, but then I also wasn't feeling the good things either. And I wasn't able to enjoy life and be a part of it. And there's something so raw and primal about birth that every time I'm at that journey with someone, I get to feel. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the same sort of thing with Kahuna as well, where people are on that table and I'm able to drop into that space of giving, that space of nurturing, um, being mindful, being present, not thinking about what laundry I've got to do or who's picking up the kids later or anything like that. So all the things that I'm doing now in my business 
while yes, I'm supporting other people and helping them have a better journey, somewhat selfishly, it helps me heal. And I get yeah. so much out of giving because I can drop into that heart space of really being present and, you know, the roller coaster of emotions that come with it is huge. Mm. So yeah. that's probably the biggest thing when you talk about what fires me, what gets me going. It's opening myself up to, in, to go on that emotional experience and journey with my clients. That's so beautiful. <clears throat> Thank you so much for sharing. I got a little bit choked up there. I could just oh. see your passion. And, um, you know, it is just such beautiful work that you're doing. And um, you obviously just, it just brings you so much joy too. And I think it is important to talk about that, you know, in our busy lives that we lead with the so many different hats that we have on, really what, um, that's why I like to ask when, we, when we're talking on, the, on our podcast for our guests, you know, what fires you up and, and gets you excited? Because it might not be just one thing for one person, it might be multiple things, but that's what makes us show up every day and be our best isn't it you know absolutely and, and we may not know what that is it, we may have to go on a journey of discovery which usually from my experience from talking to other mums who entrepreneur it has been a turning point at some point in a journey whether it's been traumatic or if it's been a sad time or a dark time um, or even a happy experience it's that emotion it's a switch it just cha changes you on a different um, journey and being able to tap in to what makes you happy and fills you up and fires you up is a really cool thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in Sydney. Have you yes. always been based there? Is that where your family is, your, your network? You grew up there? Pretty much. I've travelled a lot and I've lived mm -hmm. overseas a little bit, but for the most part, I'm in Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, and the, my extended family is here as well. And so it doesn't make sense to be anywhere else because family is quite important yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 So I'm guessing when you started your business then, um, just so that we can talk about kind of the business side of things, that you would have had a lot of referrals from friends and family being that you're based in that area. Is that how you sort of started spreading your wings and, and getting your name out there in a business sense? A little bit. Uh, referral and word of mouth is huge in the doula world, especially because a lot of people haven't heard of a doula yet. Mm -hmm. I network very well. I meet with a lot of other practitioners or people that are aligned with that birth space, so whether it's a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a childbirth educator. Uh, there are lots of people I network with and cross-refer with, so that was mm -hmm. huge as well. But I've also done very well in my SEO ranking. So I get quite a few inquiries through Google. Hey. Um, yeah. And because yeah. of that extended networking I've done on Facebook as well in all the different mums groups and business groups, whenever somebody's talking about birth or is looking for a doula, a lot of people tag me. And I feel mm -hmm. very grateful and fortunate that, you know, friends, family, former clients, people I've networked with do tag me as as the person to see in the birth space. Yeah. So yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So you're using obviously social media and your website. Was that something that you built yourself, your website? Are you a techie yes. girl? You did? No, okay. yes, I built it. No, I'm not techie. <laughs> uh, that's been a big learning curve for me. It's been huge. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to own the full journey. Um, mm -hmm. I think there is a level of empowerment that comes with saying, yes, I built it. Yes, I've got myself ranking on that first page of Google. Um, 
I'm sure it could be better. If anyone wants to check it out and give me feedback, I'd love it. It's essentialme.com.au. Beautiful. Um, and my socials for Facebook and Instagram is um, slash essentialmeservices. Um, but I just try and be authentic. I try and be me. Um, I don't try and do what everybody else is doing. You know, there are doulas that have been around for 15 years and they have a lot more experience, but they don't have my journey and they're not me. Mm. And I think it's very important when you're inviting someone into your birth space or into your in intimacy in life, or even when you're having a kahuna massage, you're naked on the table. There's a lot of vulnerability there. It's got to be someone that you feel safe with, someone you feel comfortable with. And that connection that I focus on building with people is really important. Yeah. So, yeah. But yes, my website, I did build it. Um, well it took done. a lot of time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know the craziness that is behind. When you said SEO, I'm like, oh, I'm just about up to that part in diving into that and learning that world. And I'm almost like, do I want to <laughs> but you kind of have to yeah yeah did you yeah. have like any major hiccups with it or you were just I can already tell that you are a very determined woman to rise and you won't let anything beat you just by our very short conversation but please share please share with oh, the thank you. um I think time in general in life is my biggest barrier for mm -hmm. everything whether it is building the website because it's ongoing updates and changing things over time. It's never going to be perfect. It's never a completed project. Mm. Um, I think just in general in life, and this applies to everything, time is probably my biggest barrier. I'm limited by what I can give myself, what I can do myself. And where, where do you juggle things in the balance of what I should outsource versus what I should do myself. And if I am outsourcing it and paying someone else to do it, what else am I doing with that time that justifies the expense of having someone else do it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I am self-employed. I don't work nine to five. I work every day, every night, every weekend. My phone is always on. Clients call me at 3am. They think they're in labor, you know, or mm. maybe they are in labor and they're going to the hospital. They want me to come. So I'm never detached from my phone for very long. Um, the longest I don't look at my phone for is if I'm giving someone a kahuna massage and it's 90 minutes in the massage. I'm, I'm two hours or more with the client sometimes because we talk as well. Mm. But yeah, my, my own, my capability is limited by the time I can dedicate to things, which is why I don't take on usually more than three clients due per month. Mm -hmm. um, why I don't do more than three massages a week. It means I don't have time then to practice self-care as well. Because if I can't look after me, how can I look after everybody else? Oh, I'm so excited you've brought up self-care. That is one mm. of my little jams. I love talking about self-care. And you are so true. How can you give the best out into the world if you're not filling up your cup first? Yeah, so absolutely. Let's talk about that. What do you do? What's, your, what's something that you start your day with, end your day with, how do you give yourself self-care? I'm not much of a routine person. Like I don't meditate every morning when I wake up or anything like that. Um, in my diary, every Wednesday morning, I block off as me time. I go to a Pilates class at the gym and it's with a teacher that, I, that my body gets a lot of benefit from seeing. So I really enjoy that class for myself. It's all about functional body mechanics and movements. So it's reducing the risk of injury and being more self-aware. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if I can go more times a week, I try to. It's not always possible, but without fail, unless I'm at a birth or recovering from a birth, I will Wednesday mornings be at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I always go to the supermarket after that, child free. Yeah. <laughs> I actually oh, really enjoy that. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy the supermarket. I like walking through the aisles and seeing things and planning what our next meals will be and topping up the pantry and everything. Believe it or not, it's a source of joy. Um, yeah. I relate to that. Yeah. I relate to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Just never I, shop on a hungry tummy because I will. That's right. Wait hit the nacho aisle i'm shocking for nacho it's the chocolate aisle (laughs) (laughs) always all the things i shouldn't buy so that's a good point usually after that pilates class um i have a protein shake ready to go and that just tops me up enough to get through the supermarket without buying junk Mm, good point (laughs) i um i regularly by regularly i mean maybe once a month i find another kahuna practitioner and we either do a swap or a massage or i pay them and i see Mm -hmm. them you know just for my own body and self-care and after every birth I go to I go to a local community acupuncture place it's kind of where you get who you get on the day but if you know what practitioners are on at different times you can go at the right time but um, by community it means it's one big open room and there are lots of people being treated in the same space so it's not a private room where you've just got one person looking after you but for me it's it's an hour away from my phone. I go in and I turn my phone off for an hour and you know, it's less time than a massage, but it's, it's a way I practice self care. And then when I have the acupuncture session, I don't usually fall asleep, but I take that time to really tune into my breathing mm-hmm. and just focusing on breath work in breath work out. And I, I see what arises for me in that space, not so much in a spiritual sense, but sometimes my brain is ticking over things. I find it very hard to switch off. So I try and use my powerful mind to come back to breathing, stay in the presence of that space there and then and not drift off into whatever. Like I said before with Kahuna, I'm not thinking about the laundry or who's picking up the kids or an argument I might have had or where my client might have a baby. You know, I just try and yeah. be present and here and now. So yeah. important. Thank you so um, much for sharing that. I think it's so important to learn about other people and how they use self-care because it isn't a one-fits-all situation. And that's why I do love chatting about it because, you know, I, I had no idea there was communal acupuncture. Like, that's yeah. really interesting. And, you know, it's you would have... too. Yeah, and, and a yeah. very different experience too because... <clears throat> especially if you're very new to that, it might be quite daunting to go into that experience on your own. Um, Lots of different, you know, scenarios around that. So thank Mm. you for sharing that. Well, Amanda, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much again. I would love to part on something that I love to chat about as well. Oh, I've spoken, I've said that quite a few this <laughs> through this podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not trying I'm to take sorry. it over. But I um, love affirmations and positive memes and quotes. So is there one that really resonates with you right now that you would love to share with the audience? I've got a few. How many do you want? <laughs> oh, share away, share away. Um, in terms of birth, I give my clients a pack of birth affirmation cards, um, a pack of 10. Um, so, you know, I won't go into all of those, but something I would share with every woman who's planning to have a baby or for anything else in their life, you can consent, you can decline, and you can change your mind at any time. 
it's really important because I think a lot of people don't understand that they have choices. And sometimes, mm-hmm. especially around birth, if your medical care provider tells you, oh, we want to do this or we suggest we do that, a lot of women just go ahead with it and they don't necessarily ask more questions first. So I think in order to be able to make an empowered choice, it needs to be something that's come from informed consent. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way, I don't know, have you heard of the acronym BRAIN? I haven't actually, no. Okay, so you can apply this to any decision. It doesn't have to be birth related, but I use it in the birth context. For anything that's proposed to you, you ask these following questions. B stands for benefits. What are the benefits of this intervention procedure suggestion? R is risk. What are the risks of it? A is alternatives. What else can you do? I stands for intuition. So what does your gut tell you? How do you really feel about what's being proposed? And N stands for nothing. What happens if we do nothing? Sometimes add an S at the end of brain, so it becomes brains, which usually stands for space or time. Can we have some time to think about it? Can we go away and come back to you tomorrow? Um, or if you're at the birth, can we have 10 minutes to chat to our doula about it? Have, you know, have a moment to think about things privately, have a private conversation. And sometimes that within itself, like if it's meant to be an emergency C-section that they want to take you through to, if they won't allow you the two minutes that you want to have a private conversation, maybe it tells you how urgent it is. But sometimes when my clients have said something like, well, how much time can we have to make this decision? Providers have turned around and said, oh, well, you can have another two hours. Let's see where things are at then. And I often think, how urgent is it if you're happy to give them two hours before going Mm -hmm. for an emergency cesarean? And I say an emergency in inverted commas because anything that's after you've gone into labour is an emergency, Mm. even even if you can wait four hours to have it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, my biggest things would be you can consent, you can decline, you can change your mind. You should be able to go through the questions around brain. Mm. And while you can do anything, you can't do everything. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. I actually just got so much value out of that brains. I think it's great for decision making and just reflecting, like you said, on different situations. So I know our audience will also get so much value from that. So once again, thank you for showing up here today and bringing your beautiful energy. I can't wait to continue to watch your business flourish and flow um, through 2020 and beyond. And yeah, I appreciate your time today. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Mums, I really do hope you enjoyed today's guest interview. If you would like to access the show notes for this episode, you will find them at emmafiorenza.com. I also invite you to join our free Facebook group for community and collaboration at Mums Who Entrepreneur. That is all for today and I look forward to sharing with you our next interview with a fellow Mum Who Entrepreneurs where we will be chatting about the messy middle journey in life and business.